When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, there's nobody I'd rather talk to right now more than Nat Gordon. Gordo, what's going on? What's happening? Bradfo, how you doing? How's your fantasy team doing, by the way? How are you, how are you and Goats holding up? You know you don't even need to ask. 5-0, and oh, just took it to Salty and Chris Henrik last week. Johnny <laughs> Gomes and I, we're feeling really, really good about it. We, right. we might have a bunch of guys on bye this week, but right. we, might, we might just win anyway. Oh, look at you. I mean, are you getting along with your with your owner, with your GM, or whatever you your president of baseball of football operations, Johnny Gomes? <laughs> president of football operations. Yeah, we fast friends. He's the man. We uh, we're texting several times a week. Text all the day, all all day on Sunday. So it's, it's a whole event every week. I love it. It's been it's been awesome. It's a lot easier to talk trash when you're in first place, but you know, enjoy it while you can. Anyway, we're not here <laughs> to talk about the fantasy football league. We're here to do who says no Wednesdays, the first installment of who says no Wednesdays, which is a time iron tradition of giving fake trades. And there is, we can talk about free agents. We can talk about who the Red Sox are going to cut loose. We can talk about all of that qualifying offers. But the one thing that is more mysterious than anything, you guys would agree, Coop, Nat, is trades. We just don't know where trade, And this is why we can do this exercise of making believe that we know what is a good trade and bad trade for the Boston Red Sox. It's a fun exercise, correct? 100%. Yes. Sure. Yes, yes. You could do this all day. Uh, all day. And, th- and you know what? That's what we're going to do. At least we're going to have three of them for you. And that you're, first of all, I want you to plug all the things that you do because you do an excellent job on your blog, your podcast, everything. I want you to do everything on Twitter. Like you were one of the, when something happens, I find myself like, oh, who tweeted that? And it's you. So you are on top of everything. So give, give all the plugs you can before you get to your trade. Yeah, I, I'm just going to plug the Twitter. Uh, it's Boston Sports Gordo. It's uh, at Boss Sports Gordo. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter way more than I should be. So any anytime I get anything, I, I like to just tweet it back out. I like to be just like a one-stop shop where you can find out everything you need to know about you know Red Sox and Celtics primarily. But I, I do some pats a little bit in, uh, in the winter when I get bored. I dabble in some Bruins too, but you know baseball is uh, – Baseball's the passion, so that's I feel like that's my best content. Yeah, you could say that baseball isn't boring, correct? Is that, is Definitely that not boring. Okay, excellent, excellent. Uh, and you also went to George Washington along with Coop, right? Yes, you, sir. You, you did not run in the same circles. You, you were the you were the Bloods. He was the Crips, right? Correct. What? I don't know. <laughs> We're close. Okay, I don't know what happens at, at GW. I don't know what's going on there. You got to get outside your shell. Oh, well, take a trip I'll, down to DC. Listen, I, I go. I went to the Harvard of Alden Street in Springfield, so that's all you need to know. Well, all right, helps you sleep at night. Here we go. Here we go. All right, trades. I love trades. I love fake trades. And by the way, uh, you have submitted some excellent ones, Matt. Excellent. All right, here's the first one you submitted, and then I want you to respond the why uh, why 
the White Sox, or in this case, why would the White Sox would do it, why the Red Sox would do it. All right, Red Sox would acquire Lance Lynn, a burly sort, which is what Joe Castiglione would describe him as. He is making $18.5 million on a one-year deal uh, for the next year. Then he has an $18 million team option. So that's who the Red Sox would get, Lance Lynn starting pitcher. The White Sox, in return, would get Nick Pavetta, who has two years remaining. Major uh, MLB Trade Rumors is projecting him at $5.9 million in arbitration this year, which they're almost always right. It's, some, it's bizarre how they're almost always right. Uh, along with Connor Siebold and a low-level prospect. So, once again, Red Sox get Lance Lynn, starting pitcher, for Pavetta, Siebold, low-level prospect. Please explain. Sure. So, from the Red Sox perspective, we all know they need frontline starting pitching. And as we've seen from Bloom and Co. in the past, they love to they love the short-term commitments. More than willing to spend extra in the short term as long as it's going to keep the commitment short and keep the keep their best prospects in house. So Lance Lynn had kind of a tough start to last year. He had a, he had a seven ERA in the first half, but really got it together. He had a two and a half ERA in eighty six innings in the second half. He seems like he's built for the big moment. He Ooh. is he's pitched in big games. He did he pitch against the Red Sox in the twenty thirteen World sure Series? Sure did. He did. He sure did. Yeah, he's getting a little up there in age, but I mean he's played in the big moments. He is on a short-term contract. If he keeps pitching well, the Red Sox could pick up that $18 million option, sort of similar to the structure with James Paxton. If you like what you see, you take it back. If you don't, you cut free. Uh, from the White Sox perspective, they spent a lot of money in 2021, like more no than they ever have. Talking. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm joking. Go ahead. I'll get yeah. to that in a little bit. Go ahead. Big, big payroll in 2021, and they missed the playoffs despite all the money they spent. I could see them trying to cut back on some of that, maybe get a little bit younger, maybe build the team around Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, guys like that, because they've got some really good young studs there, You know, Dylan Cease in that rotation. So if you cut Lance Lynn off and replace him with Nick Pavetta, making about $12.5 million less next year, if, if MLB trade rumors is right, and as you said, they Almost always are. Always right. Almost always are. are. Uh, then you've got some extra money to, to, to dish around, maybe beef up the back end of that rotation, which struggled at times in 2021. Uh, and then as, as for the Connor Siebold aspect, they're not going to get a huge prospect back for Lance Lynn being on a, a one-year commitment, making big money, but they need starting pitching depth in their minor league system there. They only have one, one starting pitching prod prospect in their top 30 that could possibly pitch in the majors next year. Uh, at least according to MLB.com's top 30 as of today. So they could use some some extra depth in their minor league system in starting in the starting rotation. So I could see them targeting a guy like Siebold or, or one of the several pitchers that the Red Sox have in their system that could see the big league level in 2023. Man, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I like this trade. Coop, I want, before I give you my ultimate perspective of it, Coop, what do you got on it? Uh, I think it would be a tough sell. Ooh, for who? For, for who? the White Sox. Oh, really? I yeah. I okay. like. I don't think Connor Siebold is enough. It, well, again, I think Connor Siebold isn't the the marquee guy here. It's getting years control of Pavetta. It's getting younger. 
Um, Pavetta, and, Pavetta had like what a decent year. He didn't have the most amazing right. year. Probably well, that, the best pitcher on the Red Sox, but sure. that's also like the best pitcher on the boss, like the twenty. But I, but I think Sox. that I think that and and now you can tell me if I'm wrong. You know, one of the things that they have going for them is that they don't need Lance Lynn. Like they don't desperately need that guy. And Connor Siebold, to your point, like helps you with starting pitching depth. I'm talking about the White Sox. And and who knows? Pavetta could end up being better than Lance. Like we don't know what Pavetta is still. I mean, we thought we would know by now, but we still don't know. So and that's that's why I think the White Sox would be hesitant. I think it would be like I think this is a steal. I think it's a good trade for the Red Sox. But I would I would be very 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 shocked if the White Sox were to change up a lot of their player personnel since they're so well liked. And they are good. Like they've shown to be a team that can like compete with what they have on the field right now. So maybe a new GM steps in there if Reinsdorf brings in someone new and some fresh eyes. And they might just stick with what they have and add some pieces rather than, you know, subtract Lance Lynn, which he's a, he, he, they might, but I like, I like, I like where you're going with this, Nat. No, yeah, I, I don't want that to be discouraging. Yeah, I like, no, it's certainly I, not. It's I definitely. Just, I'm, I'm, me being the pessimistic here. Like, yeah. I go ahead, Nat. Go, just go to Coop. Do the old, I like you personally, and I respect your opinion, but. No, I want to that. I, I both respect the opinion and I love Gordo. <laughs> yeah. What's not to like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think a trade like this in, from the White Sox perspective would be mainly a financial play. So this okay. is if they're like taking a step back, they miss the playoffs despite a huge payroll want to cut some costs while still trying to compete. But is you know, maybe... Reinsdorf like the person to be like, I don't know, to act that way? I think like when I when I think about this, I think back to my GW days. Shout out GW. Once it, we're just going to plug GW oh, this whole episode. Uh, but thinking about like policy matters, it's like Jerry Jerry Reinsdorf is an irrational actor on like the, the national stage. Like you don't know really what he's going to do. He brought... He brought in someone that was like a game away from a heart attack for two years (laughs) with like a really young team. Like it just, it never made sense. And they stuck with it until like they were finally like, hey, we got to get La Russa out of here because he might actually die in the dugout. So I I don't know if they would act on that whole, like we need a like penny pinch. All right. So now Gordo, here's the thing. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to flex your um, creative muscles. Ready? All right. Oh, I'm ready. I'll take this trade. How is Joe Kelly involved? Oh, okay. Now, now I'm buying in. Well, that now, just uh, the easy the easy answer to this. I'll give it out of your gate. Remember, remember Adam Ottavino. Remember that trade, right? Same sort of deal. Uh, how is Joe Kelly involved? How can we get Joe Kelly to Boston in this trade? Well, hey, it depends on uh, on the perspective of the White Sox if they're. If their main objective is cutting money that didn't work for them in 2021 or 2022, that works. Like that, that's that's I think the basis of of this style of trade. And like it really just depends on how badly the White Sox want to cut costs and if they're willing to just say, hey, we'll throw in Lance Lynn and maybe even eat some of his $18 million salary for this year, but you guys got to take on all of Joe Kelly. Maybe that's the way this gets done. And we've seen Heim Bloom make deals like that two years in a row. Mm, right. I mean, it's, and that was, as Heim Bloom said, the Adam Onovino trade, the way that he does, they take on what, 9 million? 9 million. He was coming off a bad year. 
And the reason they, they not only got Autumn Vino, but the reason they did that was to get Franklin Herman. So, so yes, the, there, there is, a, there is the path. I am creating the path. Cool. Rob, at what age does Heim get off the bus? Oh, that doesn't for relief pitchers. That doesn't make it. Difference. Doesn't matter. It doesn't. Well, no, 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 no. The get off the bus thing was for like long term free agents heading into their thirties. Come on. I would imagine Let's he go. applies. That. I would imagine he applies that to almost. No, no, you, no. Yeah, he's like Leonardo DiCaprio. He's, 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 as I said, Adam Adovino was what thirty four, thirty five when they traded for him. Yeah, there that's was true. no there was no bus involved without Adovino. There's no bus involved when it comes to to the Joe Kelly something relievers. When, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly's the, not the even only, on the bus in the, the first only, place. The only bus that involves Joe Kelly is the one that he is on that we have bought a ticket for him to back the bus. All right. That's the right. only one for the book party on March 14th. Um, all right. Okay. Good one. I like that. I like that, Gordo. Excellent job. Uh, anything else you want to add on that before we get to trade number two? No, I think it's all set. That's a good one. Can I surface that on the WEI.com website? I, I, absolutely I, I, all right i love I, you yeah, should have I just the, outright just been like no no property <laughs> ip is mine i'll put your byline on it uh, I, right. i'm gonna do anything i can to get lance lynn or lucas giolito on the bus oh. at boston that's by the happening. way by Give the way it's like that white Sox team as as you know coop knows it's sort of lived and died with it all year long um it's crazy like how talented they should have been it's crazy. Like you look at that starting rotation, and even, that's exactly why I said they wouldn't dump Lance Lynn. They know what they have. No, I know, but I'm just no. I, I also said they didn't need Lance Lynn. That's another case for it. Okay. But even even before, like, think about this. Even before they got Johnny Cueto going, and Johnny Cueto had a really good year, right? Even before that, you had this rotation where you had like Dallas Keuchel, who you thought might be semi decent in the fifth spot. That, and you had Cease, you had Lynn, you had Giolito, you had Kopech, you had you basically paid a trillion dollars for a bunch of relievers, you had a good lineup, and then you had the sad trombone of the manager falling asleep in the dungeon. So there you go. That's why I, I think they have to change something, though. You have all, oh, you have they all def- this money well, committed. Uh, like, they got to well, change something. Well, a Bra- but Abreu could potentially come off the books, which is what, you know, would, they would set the, the streets of ablaze in Chicago. I don't blame them. Anyway, let's get to the next one. All right, trade number two. I like this one as well. Red Sox acquire Max Kepler, who is owed one year at $8.5 million with a $10 million team option the following year. And Kenta Maeda, you may know him uh, as the guy who was almost involved in the three-way deal. The Red Sox, Mookie Betts trade. One year, $3.1 million. And the Twins acquire... Jaron Duran, Thaddeus Ward, and Hilberto Jimenez. All right. My, I, Gordo, I'm going to give you my initial reaction on this before you get going on it. I think, I think that uh, the Twins wouldn't do it. But you go. You explain. Go ahead. Yeah, if I'm going to lean one way, I would say maybe Twins not doing it too. It really, it really depends on, on their mindset. But from the Red Sox perspective, Max Kepler coming off you know, on the surface, a, a really down year, a guy who has topped 17 homers basically every year of his career outside of 2020 when he was on pace for, oh boy. What's that? <laughs> My light just fell. Oh, is that, you got to pick it up? We can nah, pause. That's fine. You sure? 
Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, uh, all it's, right. It's taped together anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna stand up and. This? What's going on with you guys and Jesus? You look fine nonetheless. You're good. Yeah, you look yeah, exactly man. the same. It looks good. Listen, I I can light up a room no matter what. I just I just <laughs> you know you can add, if you can add to it you do it like. <laughs> It's kind of like me with weightlifting. I've reached full muscle capacity. I can only maintain. Um, anyway, go ahead. Max Kepler. Yeah. So, you know, from the Red Sox perspective, he's coming off a really down 2022. He, he had just nine homers, 666 OPS. Uh, this is a guy who's hit 17 or more homers every single year of his career, except for 2020 when he was on pace for, for 30 in a full season. If you look under the hood, you look at his baseball savant page, there's a lot of red there. He, he hits the ball hard. He hits the ball consistently. He doesn't strike out a ton. He doesn't walk. And most importantly for the Red Sox, he, he hits the ball out of the ballpark, which is something that they really lacked this past year. Uh, we've seen, you know, this past year, Heim, Bloom and Co., they prioritized outfield defense, trying to improve that. Max Kepler ranked in the 97th percentile of outs above average, playing almost exclusively right field. So... Him, another guy who's on a short-term commitment, eight and a half million bucks. Maybe it's a guy that that the Twins as a mid-market team who need to allocate their resources really efficiently. Maybe they want to move off him while they can. Who knows? It, it really does depend, you know, on their on their mindset. Do they do they think they need to reallocate assets because they missed the playoffs, or are they just going to try to add to what they have and maybe reallocate Correa's money elsewhere? Um, and then as for Kenta Maeda. Uh, from the Twins' perspective, they've got a pretty full rotation. They traded for Tyler Molly in the middle of the season. They, they acquired Sonny Gray in the offseason. Joe Ryan had a really good year. Bailey Ober has shown a lot of promise. And uh, Josh Winder has shown has shown some, at least, you know, some ability. Um, they've got that prospect who, I, f- I forget his name. They, they got a prospect for Jose Barrios who's, who's kind of knocking on the door too. Uh, basically I think Maeda might be expendable in the right trade. Uh, who knows if they think they can spend that 3 million better on offense. Um, as for the prospect return, maybe it's enough. Maybe it's not. It really, it basically, I just see a couple of guys who I think would be good fits for the Red Sox. You know, Maeda could be that guy who competes with Garrett Whitlock competes with Brian Bayo for the back end of the rotation spots. And if they want to roll out a six-man rotation for a little while, they can. If they want to put Maeda in the pen, if Whitlock shows that he's a really good starting pitcher next year, then they can do that. There's a whole slew of options you can do with it. A lot of flexibility there. Uh, really, it would just be about finding the right prospect return for the Twins. All right, Coop, what do you got on it? I'm a big fan of uh, Kenta Maeda. So I, this one piqued my interest the most, uh, which is, I think, weird because Lance Lynn might be a little bit better. Of a, of a guy than uh, Kenta Maeda, but like I've just always been impressed by his stuff. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was originally in the Mookie Betts trade. I just said that. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Well, wasn't I'm half watching. Didn't he, he wasn't in the, the trade? But he was in the original trade. It was yeah. Three way trade. So, so like, how did he get to Minnesota? Because they blew up the trade, so they had to do a one for one. They had to instead do, of it being they, like yeah, they had to do, grad, they had to do just like kind Bruce of like Gratterall. So that's Maeda. on the side. Okay. Um, but he so was like, never, he was never going to the Red Sox in that. Game. Right. Yeah. But I like, I think Bloom has always maybe had an eye on him just because like a lot of like the movement on his breaking pitches. And we've seen from the guys that he's targeted for like younger guys, he really 
kind of well, that's where baseball's going. So of course he's going to kind of follow that whole analytical path. Um, so I think Kentamayeta fits that mold, like you said. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in this. I think it could be a go. I think there might be a green light on this. I think it's probably a little bit more probable than. Uh, so, so the, the, the one name that neither one of you have focused on, which I think is the key to the whole thing is Jaron Duran. How do the Red Sox view Duran? How do the twins view Duran? And, and this is the great mystery, right? Is that, you know, I think that in the right deal that Duran could be dealt by the Red Sox. But what I always have in the back of my mind is, is their and most teams propensity to overvalue prospects. This is one of the things I think Dave Dombrowski did a really good job of, which was identify the guys who he thought, you know, we're not going to take or we're not going to hurt them in the long haul and deal with them. And a lot of those guys, like I'll give you an example, Jalen Beeks. A lot of people in the, the organization, like, what are you doing trading Jalen Beeks for Nathan Evaldi? But, you know, sometimes you have to give up a guy who might dabble in the major leagues for a guy who is going to be impactful. So Duran is the big thing, is a big question mark here. Um, so I, I like to trade. I like the idea to trade Thaddeus Ward. You know, it's the, the uncertainty regarding his health, even, you know, last night, even though it was in his arm, you know, anytime you have a, a side, anything like that, you know, he's, he's 25 years old. Uh, Hilberto Jimenez, like, I never got Gordo, like, in, I don't know, you follow this stuff too. Like, I never got, like, the Hilberto Jimenez love. Like, I never got that. Like, he he's, like, another guy when they put, like, oh, here are the top 10 prospects. And he would always be creeping up. And I'm like, I've seen the guy play. And, like, he doesn't really do anything that well. Like, he doesn't – he he doesn't hit with a lot of power. And I know that everyone's screaming, you know, oh, look how fast he runs down to first base. Well, you know, he's not that type of player. So, I think he could definitely be dealt because he's not going to serve a purpose. Much like – honestly, much like Manuel Margot back in the day. Like – and he ended up being a pretty decent player, but he was sort of that guy who at that time was really, really well thought of in the Red Sox system. And, and, and it took him a while, but uh, long story short, I, I do think that this is going to hinge on how these teams view Jaron Duran thoughts. No, I, I actually, from that, I have a question for you two is um, who's most likely to go this off season, Franchi or uh, Bobby? Well, Franchi's going to end up in Japan. You think so? Or is Franchi a free agent? No, but they could non-tender him. Okay, you think they'll non-tender him? There's a good chance. I mean, there's a chance. I mean, I, with Cassis now around in the way that he finished off yeah. the season, I think yeah. it's more I mean, than likely that he's going to be here, out that's, first there's, there's my prediction, okay? Save this one. Hit record again. Hit double record on this one. I, I, I think All that right? just ruins the audio. <laughs> you, you've already done it once uh what was that which one was that oh, that was um uh, sean carter or uh, sean um casey yeah casey okay it's okay yeah you, you were pitching a perfect game up until then uh, um is what it is <laughs> um but i yeah i think franchi cordero will end up playing in japan next year okay so you think bobby is because i i was thinking about which one of those guys i would maybe throw on this trade instead of Jaron Duran if they're not interested in Jaron Duran. But I don't think, I think that, you know, and, and Goro, you tell me if I'm wrong, but part of this is the potential to replace Kepler, right? I mean, the potential, you need that guy. 
to potentially replace him. Yeah. So I, I've sort of been using Bobby and Jaron Duran kind of interchangeably and in trade drafts. Both make... on the same wavelength. I yeah. Like it. it just depends on team need. Cause like the twins got Alex Kirilov over there at first base. So I, I just, yeah. And they're trading an outfielder, give Jaron Duran some reps in the corner outfield spots where maybe he can be a little bit better defensively than he was in center field. And Byron Buxton takes tons of days off. He gets injured all the time. So he'd get his chances in center field too, you know, being on a mid-market team. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like the trade. It's, it's another good one. You're two for two. Congratulations on that. Um, but we're going to get to this. La- this last one is, is, I don't know if it's the most realistic, but to me, it's the most intriguing. Spicy. Uh, it is oh, so spicy. And you, I, I know Coop loves this trade. I loves it because he wanted to sign this guy as a free agent, didn't you, Coop? Uh, well, like I said, like I think number two is still my favorite. But yeah, Shane Shane Bieber is. I don't know if All that right. just spoiled okay. it, but Shane Bieber is my guy. <laughs> Listen, we're playing. Who says no? We're playing. That's who right. says no? That's right. Exactly. Who says no to this one? Red Sox acquire Shane Bieber. You may know him as the Cleveland Guardians ace, who is really really good. And also has, uh, well, we're going to get to that. Like, What's he have? It doesn't say here. He has, I think he has two more years of arbitration eligibility. Two years of arbitration after this. Yeah, I made the mistake online we, the other day. That's all right. We, we did, that's, what, that's what we did the pre-show prep the other day. Uh, Shane Bieber, two years of arbitration eligibility. So Red Sox acquired Shane Bieber. This is, a, this is a lot to give up for a guy. Marcelo Meyer, Brian Bayo, Chris Murphy. Woo! can i tell you that there's one name of the three that you named that like made it an absolute like no deal for me chris murphy no uh all right before not not to jump ahead of gordo there but like i i want i there's one name on here that i'm absolutely never giving up okay all right all right uh well let we'll let uh, gordo explain this what do you got sure so Obviously, the Red Sox need frontline starting pitching. Shane Bieber, probably going to be the best pitcher that might make it, that might become available on the market this year. And the, the fact of the matter is the, the return is just typically what it's going to cost to get an ace with two years of control. I sort of based it off of the Luis Castillo trade and, and even the Chris Sale trade from a couple of years ago. Cleveland, as a 90-win team, is going to want at least one of those MLB ready prospects. And I, I went with Bayo over Casas, but it just kind of depends on what the clubs each think of either. And I think Marcelo Meyer in any trade for Bieber is going to be a non-star or is going to, he's going to have to be in the trade. So I I think this might be a trade that, that both, both clubs say no to, because I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be in the mix for Shane Bieber that have really good farm systems and are going to put really good offers on the table. And the Red Sox may just not be ready to to subtract that much from the base that they worked so hard to build. But if you're going to acquire Shane Bieber, that's going to be, I think, at least what it's going to cost. This is the Chris Sale trade. Yeah. This is, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's like a couple of years of control. Um, one of the best pitchers around. You're giving up arguably your, you know, two or your three best prospects. Um, including, by the way, the guy who, and I think that Bayo would have to be, you talk about anybody else, I think because they would want a starting pitcher back. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is the Chris Sale trade minus 
you know, Chris Murphy is replacing the two guys that the Red Sox gave up who didn't really do anything in the trade. Don't be but, mean to Mankata like that. No, no, not Mankata. No? No, no, the other two guys. There's four Keichel? guys. It's like, Bas- wasn't it Basabe? Oh, you're talking about one? like the it, very ancillary. It was, it was Basabe, yes. It was okay. the, the Basabe. So the right one. Ulti- ulti- yeah, that was a great story, <laughs> by the way. That was, uh, what trade was that? Brad that was, Ziegler. Uh, Brad Ziegler. They traded Brad Ziegler, and everyone is convinced that I believe it was Dave Stewart at the time picked the wrong Basabi brother. <laughs> and because they, they both traded, named Luis, uh, yeah, they, Luis something, yeah, yeah. There was like, yeah, yeah. and and there, but there was like when it was traded, like, what? Why do they want that guy? <laughs> and believe me. It was not lost in the Red Sox. It was not. They would never ever admit it because obviously it looks that make, makes Arizona look terrible. But the the lethal combination of Dave Stewart and Tony Russo at the time, I think, picked the wrong Basabi brother. Anyway, they saved the right Basabi brother for the aforementioned Chris Sale trade. So, uh, but yeah, to me, it's like this is. I'll, I'll I'll just chime in here before Coop gets rolling, but you know, I just think that like we talk about the Chris Sale trade. Dave Dombrowski did the Chris Sale trade. Heim Bloom did not do the Chris Sale trade. And I would, I would make the strong argument that Heim Bloom maybe does not do the Chris Sale trade and he does not do this trade because of that mindset. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, like, I, I, I teased it. Brian Bayo is the name that I would not, I would oh. be fine moving on with Marcelo Meyer. I, I think he is probably going to be an amazing shortstop or whatever position player that he ends up becoming. Um, but I think Brian Bayo's like from what we've seen this past year, I think there's something incredible there. And it, he, he makes me excited for the 2023 season, like alone, it just being able to say like, Hey, it's a Bayo day today. And we can see what he can work with on the mound. Um, but yeah, I don't see Bloom doing this Bloom giving up, you know, two of probably his biggest like or did he acquire Bayo? was that his uh doing no no i don't think so that was then no, dombrowski, dombrowski yeah. yeah but i but still it's a name that he's probably going to want to hold on to because as we talked about on the radio like he likes the the young diamonds in the rough um well so, not even, yeah i think maybe. you're right coop i think you're right yeah like, i think I, Bayo is the guy i i don't move i would be much more comfortable moving marcella meyer in a trade and that's like no disrespect to Marcelo Meyer. Like I said, like he'll probably end up becoming yeah. like a top tier player in the league. It's just he's so much younger. He hasn't progressed through uh, the minors as much. So you haven't seen like that full exposure. So it's kind of like there is potential there, but do you want to bank on it? Well, this is this is why you re-sign Xander Bogarts. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone yeah. says, well, why you know what are you going to do with both Bogarts and Meyer? Well, you don't. You have no idea. I mean, Meyer's gone through one full year of professional baseball. Sure. You know, he hit a home run off Nathan Avaldi in an inter-squad game. All right. You know, and, and by all accounts, it looked like he'll, he will be good. But, you know, you can't just say put all the eggs in the basket. And, and, you know, what's interesting is I always find it fascinating how different organizations build up their prospects, publicity in terms of publicity. This is the mark of a really good – this is a subtle thing that some organizations do. The Yankees do it really well. Like, the, here's the be-all, end-all. Here's the be-all, end-all guy. you got to have him. Oh, my goodness. He's number one. He's in the top five in, in of all prospects. You deal him. And then all of a sudden, wait, what? 
and this is going way back before you guys were born, but Coco, the Coco Crisp deal, the Julio, you know, the Edgar Renteria deal, they deal for a guy like named Andy Marte, who was literally like number one in all of baseball. The Red Sox traded for the number one prospect in all of baseball. And the guy was not a major leaguer. And guess what? John Sherholtz knew it. The Atlanta Braves. They were masterful of building these guys up. And I'm not saying that why that's what the Red Sox are doing, but they got to build up the right guys here. And maybe that's why Jeter Downs is continu- continuously in the top five prospect rankings. I don't know. But, um, yeah. I, but I, I, I like it. I, I like that all of these trades, Gordo, were different. And leading up to this one where, you know, you have to introduce the sort of the guys who are making the trade more than the guys who are in the trade. Can I present a challenge? Ooh. Can I okay. get like a Shane Bieber proposal? Like, I don't know how often we're going to do the who says no, but every time that you pop on, because I, I want to hear a trade proposal where I'm kind of like, I can really get excited because I want to see Shane Bieber. How old is Shane Bieber? I should know this. 27, 28. Oh, again, sales. I was going to guess 28. 28. Won the Cy Young in 2020. No big yeah. deal. <laughs> oh, is uh, six foot He's two. He's 27. Or? Turning 28 on May 31st. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's it's like everything. He, so he's 29 by the time his contract is up and he's a, like a full-time free agent. He's going to get paid. He's yeah. going to get paid. It's funny because when we were talking, we were talking about sort of that Chris Sale trade dynamic. I think it was with Blake Snell. Like Blake Snell, when they, first it came out, Blake Snell was going to be available. And we're like, oh, well, here you go. You know, this is the, this is, this is the same deal. I think it lined up very similar. And so it's, um, but I don't think Heim Bloom does it. I just don't. I think he no. sort of, he trades, when it comes to trading prospects, you're talking about Alex Scherf. You're talking about Jason Groom. You're talking about, you know, these, those sort of guys. I don't think you're talking about the Brian Bayos of the world. I think this is going to be my bold prediction, I guess, Ooh. for the episode and moving into the off season. Um, I think we're going to see some signings and I think we're going to see a whole bunch of trades. That's just kind of moving money around like trades that maybe aren't too meaningful. It's mostly him just making sure that like money is where it needs to be and that he can continue to like develop that farm system if need be like as a cop out for this next season coming up. It was weird this morning. Coop. I looked on the, uh, the, the account. And we got an anonymous ten thousand dollar donation to make it happen. Oh, really? Yeah. Was that Xander himself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, just trying to make it seem like people uh, uh, want him back. As he said, up, 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 up. Exactly. Up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. There you go, Gordo. You, you'd, have you uh, contributed to the Make It Happen Foundation? I'm, I'm more than willing to contribute financially. I, I contributed no, no, in the no, form you, of a retweet. That's what that's there we all go. it is. That's worth more than you can I've imagine. contributed. I've contributed via retweet. And, and we, I'm, I'm know, just going to explain, just to not box. leave that hanging, if you go to our Twitter and you find our tweet that, set, that outlines the contest, if you quote retweet with a picture that you are following or subscribed on any streaming service, Rob's handing out some uh, opening day tickets. Opening day tickets. I said opening day. I said the Fenway Home opener. opener. Home opener. Are they, do they open at home? I mean, I was too lazy. I have no they idea. They do. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But it's it's you oh, get two for, the, two for Let's the two for the price. Go for it. You get no, two, for, two for the price of one. Not only is it the Fenway opener, it's the opening day as well. Like there you go. Never been to opening day. What? 
Is that true? No. That's not a crazy thing. I feel like Is it's that a never crazy here. Thing? I feel well, like it's yeah, rarely it, in Boston. But like home, home no, no, it has been a lot lately. It has been a lot lately. Bizarrely, it's, it's it was weird. supposed to be this year, and then it wasn't. We were gonna yeah. go, and then the lockout changed it. Oh, okay. oh you they didn't should just go. do like the first full it in, month. It was in, in New York. Away. Yeah, it was. Right. I was there for that. Well, I was there All for right. the second game of the season. Well, um, never done, I never done you, a Fenway home opener. Well, I tell you what. You know, here's how it's going to play out. The winner, you know, maybe it'll be you, Gordo. You'll get your tickets opening day. And we'll have the winner maybe present Xander once he resigns with the check. Like, here's what helps <laughs> get. A ni- get. We should get, like, a nice a big plaque. check. Of, a nice no, plaque get the big the, check. The, the, big, the check. big check. The big cardboard check. It'll be, like, the four whole dollars. <laughs> it's like the, like the office episode. Well, that's yeah. going to cost $200. Okay, well, we won't do that. Uh, all right. Hey, Gordo, thanks, man. It's it was fun. I, I'm not even lying. It was fun. A lot of times I oh, lie. Yeah. I said, "Oh, that was a lot of fun." No, this was. Are you talking to fun. me? <laughs> nah, you lie to me about that. You literally <laughs> said after the radio the other day. I was just like, "Hey, that was fun." You were like, "Yeah, good time." <laughs> all right. I see where it, I see where it is now. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway. Hey, did you were you happy you got your question asked for the Xander Bogarts? Was that a I really appreciate you guys asking my question. I Coop told me that you guys asked it before I even got a chance to listen. I was like, yes, let's go. Uh, it was a good question. That was like, I'm not going to try to remember this off the top of my head. That was the shortstop way into where you're going to play, right? Is that it? No, mine was, oh, what's the funniest thing that... that oh, that was a good you. one. Yeah. yeah. That got into the concert talk. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is that was a weird segue with Sierra. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never get over that. I like meet just straight up to his face, being like, "I, I would never see you as the Sierra guy." Yeah, that was funny. The coop, by the way, I got another compliment for you on the uh, on the Xander video, the side eye. Oh, really? From so, who? so to people, people again. So as in New York, where it's only people hanging, is that when we asked Xander. We said, have they talked to you? Have you talked to them about a contract? And he says, no. But Coop was like working the video on that one. And we looked at his face and he <laughs> kind of gives like a side eye smirky do. <laughs> a little smirky do. A little smirky do. Yeah. So who knows? Unless Scott Boris is sitting there, it doesn't matter. Um, was Scott right. Boris the one that complimented me on that? We were just like, ah, oh, Coop, Coop foiled me here. Maybe. He just he's, cost me about 10 grand on the uh, He's a the friend Zander of the Bogarts Bradford contract. show. He's been on. Back in 2011. Uh, anyway, the <laughs> there you go. Let's go. All right, Goro, good job. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having me on. Let's do it again.